0: So today on American Conversations, we're um, going to the heartland and we're, we're going to talk to uh, a mother who lives in Connecticut and uh, Lisa Dean, welcome to the show. Thanks, Christine. Thanks for having me. Uh, and you, you are out there actively trying to educate people about the, uh, the effects of fentanyl and opiates uh, and you started a group called Demand Zero. Tell us how you got into this, because I know that there's a personal story to it. Right. Well, my son, Joe, died
1: in 2018, and um, he had been sober for months before. Um, He was asked uh, to drive a friend of his to a train station in New Haven, Connecticut, which he did. Uh, Unfortunately, he was triggered, used, and... um, We took him off life support three days later. Um, We started the organization because we felt that after he had gone away, what if he had had more time? What if he didn't find a dealer right off the bat, which he did? I got the call about an hour after he left home, and it takes a half an hour to get into New Haven from our town. So... um, at that time, and still to this day, there are streets are saturated with with drugs. Um, we wanted to do something about the supply. And so we formed an organization nonprofit called Demand Zero, in which we um, we actually give resources to law enforcement to help fight drug trafficking.
0: And we started with the New Haven Police Department. And what and so you, you you do fundraisers and give them money, and the money is used for what? That's right. Well, for instance, we
1: started off with um, with donating canines, with drug detection canines. We just uh, donated our third as a matter of fact. Um, we also have donated a canine uh, police cruiser. Um, we've done billboard campaigns, We do paraphernalia sheets. Uh, we recently produced a 17-minute short film about the dangers of counterfeit pills that we're showing in schools, colleges, and organizations and such. And, um, and we do a lot of uh, educational and awareness projects throughout the
0: state. And what is the reaction? What do you think? I mean, you're, tell us about the biggest successes and, and the hurdles that you're finding. The, success, the successes are tough to measure, of course. The hurdles are
1: not a lot of people want to talk about it, especially, especially those parents who um, whose kids are fine and they're going along and they're doing their work and they're playing their sports and um, and life is good. The, the problem is that in today's world with illicit fentanyl being so prevalent, um, you don't have to have substance abuse disorder to die. One one experimentation, one day, one pill can kill, um, mm. and that's it. Uh, so the successes probably are uh, tough to to know. But I will tell you, we are getting the word out there little by little. Unfortunately, um, our state leaders aren't doing their job, in my opinion.
0: So let's let's talk about the Connecticut state leaders because mm-hmm. I mean, some of them. Um, you know, Connecticut. In the last two years, uh, you know, I haven't been impressed when when they wiped away the uh, exemptions for children for the uh, COVID vaccinations, uh, and and I think that, um, that you know, there's some conflicts of interest with Governor Lamont's wife uh, over the pharmaceutical um, investments. But having mm-hmm. said that. What's what's going on with your state legislators in Connecticut over this? Because to me, this would be a no brainer. It's protection of children, education of the parents, support of the cops.
1: Absolutely, you would
0: think it would be top on our priority
1: list. Um, we've lost more children, those 18 to 45, to illicit fentanyl than we have COVID. Uh, I don't know why. I, I Christine, I wish I I wish I knew. I have been asking. Uh, why the silence, there was an opioid act that was put into motion uh, this past session. Unfortunately, the three items that three of us grieving families brought to the table um, were not included uh, in that bill
0: that actually did, um, were signed into law. So let's um, talk. Let's talk about that, Lisa. Because yep. uh, if you've lived the experience, and you parents don't, uh, are talking to state legislators and they're not listening to you, let's. What What is it that the bill? What's in the bill that was signed?
1: Well, things such as and and some good things. I will say some mobile, you know, um, harm reduction units and so forth, and uh, they they deemed fentanyl strips legal, which is great, which is great. What is a fentanyl uh, slip? Think of a type of a litmus paper type of, um, uh, test. In other words, a user would take this strip out. Uh, you have to liquefy his or her drugs. Um, whether that be pill or powder form or whatever, and then they would simply touch that liquid with a fentanyl strip and that fentanyl strip hopefully, uh, will give you a positive or negative, depending on what is in that, that drug. Unfortunately, I have heard that some are not, um, what's the word I'm looking for?
0: Effective. Um, False positives? False yes. Negatives? Thank, you. Thank you. Yes. Mm. False so, negatives. So so, so, in other words, that they give them the test. So, so who came up with this cockamamie idea? That, that, that's not going upstream to stop this. Well, the thing is, the fentanyl strips have been being used. And it, and and it's great. It's great. Sex
1: workers are using them. And I think some of the older um, uh, heroin addicts are
0: using them. And that's great. But that's, that's low-hanging fruit. Who cares? Sure. Right. That's not that's not that's not upstream. So this is so this is basically somebody the somebody who's making money off the strips is supporting uh that there was a piece of Maybe. legislation. Maybe. And that's a skeptic in me as a journalist. Okay. So yeah. what else does the bill have in it? Um not that not all that much more.
1: It was very um very general, mm-hmm. and there was a a, a, a very good thing was that they were going to pour money into a navigator program, which is excellent. The navigator program was passed last year, but it received no money this year. Or I should say next session, they will be funding this program. And that's fantastic.
0: And what is the navigator program?
1: The navigator program will, if you're a a mom such as I was in sheer panic of what to do uh, because when you find out that your son or daughter is addicted to drugs <laughs> you don't know what to do you don't know who to talk to and some of the times you don't talk to anybody because the stigma thick and and so this navigator program which would be advertised and so forth it would be connected to a number you would call this number and then action starts to take place, such as you'll get a visit from a social worker, you'll get a bed for that person who overdosed, who is just in a bad way, who might be detoxing. It will it will basically form a program right then and there and get that
0: person in to get help. So they haven't had anything like that in Connecticut and this is the year 2022 and drugs have been around for a long period of time?
1: Yeah. I mean, if you can, if you have the money, if you have the money and you make some phone calls, you might be able to get a bed here and there. It's funny because sometimes a bed pops up when you write a big check.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they didn't they didn't have that for people with less money is what you're saying. They didn't have that that program in, in the state of Connecticut? No, this is the first, no, this is the, This was
1: driven by Brian Cody's law, uh, Brian Cody's brothers and sisters uh, who formed a foundation after they lost their son and um, they worked like a devil on it. And um, it finally got it passed and unfortunately
0: never funded. So again, it's for the legislators to say that we got a bill passed, but there weren't any um, appropriate financial appropriations made. That's right. That's right. Okay. So that we call that lip service. Yeah, It's lip service to, to the citizens when politicians mm-hmm. do that. So what right. is it that you, Lisa, and these other fam- you and your husband, Peter, and these other families wanted to have in this bill?
1: One of the things that I had been working on for a couple of years now is trying to get legislators to um, buy into creating a drug czar position. And when you say drug czar, everyone goes crazy with the word, but that's basically uh, what it is. It would be a drug czar. It would be a person sort of overseeing all these commissions and agencies um, in our state and making sure that simply people aren't duplicating work. Uh, that the same old, same old programs aren't being uh, duplicated every single year, even though they're not working. We've had increases every year now for about five years. And most of those years were double digit percentage increases.
0: What are these evidence-based programs they keep talking about? I, I I don't understand so that. That's, that's the terminology that bureaucrats use: evidence-based programs. When in fact, that if you have an increase in the number of people that are using it, if there's an uptake in human trafficking uh, on I ninety-five, for instance, mm. Connecticut, you know, there, every time that there's there are there's sex trafficking, I can guarantee you that you're going to have drug trafficking. That's the that's that goes hand in hand, and you're going to have an increase in weapons. Right. So. Um, they haven't had anybody that oversees anything like that for the entire state of Connecticut.
1: Well, they were supposed to and governor Lamont, governor Lamont um, actually used that as part of his platform when he was running in 2016. He, 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 there's a a quote um, that says something to the effect that, you know, I will be appointing a drug czar to oversee these, uh, the opioid uh,
0: crisis. So you know. when when parents who lost children mm-hmm. to opiates pushed to have this included in the bill that he ultimately signed, his promise was not in that bill. It was not. Although we we fought for it, you, I mean, the, the t- parents fought for it. But where was where was Governor Lamont? I don't know. I don't know.
1: I don't even know if he, I don't know that he saw uh, our proposals to tell the truth. I really don't know. There were legislators that worked very hard on the bill. Unfortunately, it was a bittersweet win because although there was some things that will benefit our state, most of the, what we thought would be the most effective programs were left right on the floor.
0: And, the excuse was that the bill would have died on the floor. So who was so who was who was helping you behind the scenes? Which legislature?
1: It was John Michael Parker, actually, that that worked tremendously with us on this.
0: Is he a Democrat or Republican? He's a Democrat. He's a Democrat. And so he worked he worked very hard with you guys on this he bill. Did. Yeah, and, and, and was it his staff who told you that uh, if this if the czar position was included, that it would it would be killed? Uh, I, it wasn't
1: his staff. It was a call that we got right before, um, right before it, it right before it went to vote. Mm-hmm. That not only the drugs are, but the overdose task force and these stiffer penalties that we had asked
0: for would all be dropped. And these are stiffer penalties for the drug traffickers for fentanyl dealers. Mm-hmm. For fentanyl dealers. That's right.
1: We were leaving the other ones alone, the other drugs alone, to get to
0: to get the, to the most horrific problem, and that is the illicit fentanyl in our state. Well, it, at the same time, people have to understand that the pot that kids are buying today off the street is cut with fentanyl. It's not the same pot that it was back, you know, 45 years ago by any stretch of the imagination.
1: Well, unfortunately, a lot of people, and I'm glad you brought that up, a lot of people don't, I mean, maybe, maybe these dealers aren't intentionally cutting weed with this stuff, but they're, they're mixing and measuring on the same tables. So just by happenstance, some of this weed is going to get contaminated. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Well, illicit drugs don't really have a regulation. They only have a fine or prison time. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And, the, mm-hmm. and and it can it can hurt people. So gotcha. tell us tell us about the people that you, that you and your husband, Peter, have gotten involved with uh, Demand Zero. Because it, it sounds like it's 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 organic grassroots educating people. Yes, it is. Um, it's actually
1: it's it's mostly I have a, a, a volunteer group of about 15 women and um, they're the ones that help. Us with the um, the auctions, we have a, a memorial golf tournament coming up. Joe loved golf, and so we take that money and we create or, or think up these initiatives. And um, it's actually it's become a full time
0: job for me. When Which, is your, when? It, tell us about some of your events.
1: Sure. Um, so the auction actually was just um, in June. Um, it was a very big uh, summer clam bake or whatever. We have the live auction and the silent auction. And um, it's wonderful to see because so many people have been touched by this crisis. And mm-hmm. when you call for a raffle item or sponsorship or so something. Although it wasn't as easy as it was before COVID, I will tell you, but um, you'd be amazed at the people that say, oh yeah, that's, yeah. My cousin, my brother, my mother, my father, whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I know someone. Um, I've been affected.
0: And it hasn't, and this is something that the audience needs to know. It doesn't necessarily start uh, as addiction. It could be a sport injury and the doctors prescribe it. And then all of a sudden it, it, you become dependent upon it.
1: That's right. That's right. And thank God our, our state has de- done an excellent job
0: in. But, but again, it's the opiates. for, for the, Let me go back for a second. Pardon yep. me from interrupting, but it's the opiates. And then when you have an, it grows to an addiction. And then you go to the street and you're going to the street to get some, some of the opiates because you no longer have the prescription to go to. Either you're going into mommy and daddy's medicine cabinet and mixing God knows what that they have in there just to get that high. Or you go into the street and when you go to the street, it's the risk of the fentanyl. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: And the other part of it is you don't need to suffer from substance abuse any longer because substance uh, use disorder any longer because uh, a kid experimenting for the very first time um, can can, and they do, order this stuff off cha- Snapchat because there are dealers out there that prey on these kids. Um, you know, if you have a kid with a, a cell phone,
0: yeah uh, nine times out of 10, that kid's going to get solicited. For something, if not for drugs, it's for sex, for, 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 uh, for naughty pictures. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A very dangerous place
1: to be. And, um, We're trying, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get parents to realize that this absolutely does take place. This is a reality. Now we've got adolescents dying, Uh, you know, 12, 13 year olds taking a Xanax or taking an Adderall. To me, I think the minute the the Chinese and, and the Mexican cartels work together to press the first fentanyl or the first counterfeit pill into an Adderall that was basically waging
0: war on the United States and our youth. So let's go, let's go back to you. You have an event coming up. Let's talk about the event. What time is it and where can people find information about it? Oh, yes, we have
1: uh, next week, August 21st is National Fentanyl Prevention and Awareness Day we are gonna honor that day by having a walk on the 20th only because we, we took the rain date for the 21st. Um, we'll be walking in order to link arms with our black and brown communities in the city of New Haven mm-hmm. to basically send the message. This is affecting all of us and we all better
0: start working together because it's not going away anytime soon. So what time does it start and where, where can people find out about the details? So
1: it starts at 10 o'clock in the morning and it starts at City Hall in New Haven. Uh, we'll be there for a short time. We'll walk around the green and we'll walk for about a half an hour and then end up um, on State Street at a gym, actually, air conditioned facilities. And we'll have some speeches from some dignitaries. And who's who's going to show up at, the, at that event? Lisa? Well, I'm glad you asked that, Christine. Um, I do have law enforcement showing up. Our our uh, Chief Jacobson, who is the chief of New Haven Police Department, will be sp- walking and speaking with us. So will chief, chief Anthony Campbell from the Yale University Police Department. Um, I heard that Robin Porter, uh, a state senator, uh, sorry, state representative, in um, New Haven will be walking with us. I have not heard back from Senator Winfield. I'm hoping he will walk with us also. Uh, John Michael Parker, state representative. I've not heard back from Christine Cohen. A lot of people haven't gotten back uh,
0: yet, but all have said they they were going to try to walk with us. So I hope that's the case. Okay, so when we release this uh, tape for anybody in the audience who's watching it and anybody whose reps those are, they need to um, push them please, to show up. They need please, to show up.
1: absolutely and 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 call your own state representative, and 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 say to them, please join us because this is all too important and this this is statewide. There's there's as far as I know, there's no other event going on. These events are happening all over the country, from Cocoa Beach, California, to uh, to Providence, Rhode Island, and every every state in between it's a huge movement it needs to this is not to be confused with national overdose awareness
0: day this is a day of awareness and education so this is so the 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 day is the day is really the 21st but your event is on the 20th the That's day before right. and in the event of rain will you will you move it to the 21st yeah it will have to be raining pretty Pretty hard us New Englanders are pretty tough yeah you, yes yes we are so um, let, let me let me ask you this uh, where you, people want to know where you, how do they find you uh, for demand zero D- the best place is demand zero on our Facebook page it has all the details
1: of the walk it has our initiatives coming up it sh- will show you what we have done and um, and some fantastic information that you can pass along
0: to uh, your friends and family and if somebody's not on social media you have another page though well, yes well you, you did because me. i've read you demand de- de- i don't know if it's demand org or .com i've seen it i've read it oh our web page you mean your web page yes
1: oh yes i'm sorry yes demand org. sorry about
0: that .org okay so they can they can find you there you've got all the details on the Facebook page, as well as on the, on the homepage on your website. That's right. That's right. And okay, they can contact so this- me directly or PM me anytime. Okay. Well, that's great to know. So you, so will you come back and tell us how it went? I absolutely will. We're so thrilled. There'll be
1: nonprofits there. They will, there, there will be uh Cornell Scott health department will be there. New Haven health department will be there. Um, There's uh, some businesses downtown that are showing their support um, for this walk. Um, And there's a lot of families that are gonna come together for the first time and show, I hope show our state leaders that we're not gonna stop talking about this. We We need a lot more action we need more public service announcements we need education and awareness we need a we need a curriculum a mandatory curriculum in our school systems about what's going on and illicit fentanyl that's
0: not happening right now it's very tough to get into the schools with this information extremely i've tried now, why would it be so tough to get this information into the schools when it seems seems quite easy to get diversity Equity, you know, inclusion, and critical race theory into schools and sex, you know, indoctrination of kindergartners to third grade. Why is this so tough? I have no idea. You well, would think the this would Conne- the people in Connecticut need to. Need this should to be
1: top. Up. It should be top of the list. You're right. I mean, it
0: should be the top of the list. I mean, yeah. uh, not the kindergartners are going to get into this, but I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying. It's high school, yes. high school. This should this should be part of educating the kids. You know, what, I mean, they Christine, should allow, they should allow the cops into the schools to educate the kids about what's going on on the street and the absolutely. dangers. And, you know, Christine, I would
1: I would start this type of education in the sixth grade.
0: Really? Absolutely. They can
1: handle it. Absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. That young. Absolutely. Yeah. Have you ever? Has there ever been an event where you have invited, you know, uh, an athlete? Kids love, you know, superstar athletes. Haven't? Who's a who's a former who's a recovering addict come in and speak to them? Like uh, Chris Hernan? No, I have
1: I have contacted Chris. the The, the problem with that is it, it, it's very expensive. It's very expensive. We have, myself and Derek Maltz Sr., Derek Maltz Sr. is a former uh, chief of special ops, the DEA, for the DEA. And we have been asking any athletes and any celebrities to come forth and tell their stories or just back us up with the one pill can kill message. And it's extremely tough. We have one that did, and his name is Jack Driscoll. He plays for the Philadelphia Eagles. He's an offensive line uh, offensive tackle and he was a friend of joe's and he actually um uh, he actually on my cause my cleat day uh had demand zero cleats done up unfortunately he was injured right before the game but he did and he spoke up and to my knowledge he's the only nfl player that has ever spoken up and out about fentanyl where are the others where are the professional athletes, all of them, NHL, baseball, football, basketball, where are they? Because they're getting affected, and they need to send a message to these kids, as well, well as the celebrities. Look how many celebrities we've
0: lost because of fentanyl. Well, some of them, some people, I mean, the sudden death syndrome right now, it is not necessarily fentanyl. It has to do with the, possibly the injuries from the... Um, COVID vaccinations. But, but there are
1: confirmed fentanyl overdoses that we know about right now.
0: Well, then it is important for people to speak out who are in recovery, especially like the Chris Hernans of the world. How much was he going to charge you? Now, this was three years ago when we started off, I think it was $10,000. That was three okay, years so ago. Some, somebody in the state of Connecticut has $10,000. Oh babies.
1: yes. And you know what? He's been, he's been around. I, I, he hasn't been around lately to my knowledge, but he had my boys have, have seen him about three different times at different schools. He has been around and he's wonderful. Right. At, but I, we just could not afford that at that time. And we kind of went in a different direction. Now we, we are working on um, putting together an educational summit mm-hmm. Um which will take months to get together, but that's what we're working on right now. And I'm very passionate about working on getting uh, illicit fentanyl classified as a weapon of mass destruction. I'm working with some congressmen in the East, actually out West too, in, in, um, one out in Wisconsin. Uh, we're hoping that this, that these congressmen from back East are going to make a call to Congressman Tim Ryan's office and back up his resolution. So far, none of them have. And it's tell us about the,
0: Tim Ryan's resolution, Lisa. Uh,
1: it's actually calling for illicit fentanyl to be classified as a weapon of mass destruction.
0: So you have a, you have a laundry list. You've, you've got a game plan. There's a plan of action here, but your first one is next week on the 20th in front of City Hall. That's right. 10 o'clock a.m., walking around, ending up at a gym. And yep. then the people will speak there arm in arm
1: arm in arm and um talking networking and spreading the word uh i've i've written to every media outlet I can think of we sent out uh press releases so i hope they come down there and cover the walk it's it's that important of, a,
0: of an event well good luck to you good luck to everybody that's organized and it thank you for what you And I'm terribly sorry about your family, but it seems that you've taken this and you've you've really run with this to do something good to protect others. So God bless you. Thank you, Christine. Thank you for your support. I really appreciate it and
1: for your time.